0: Check the weather app, activate my base shield, order a pizza, and save a galaxy on the brink of war as forces vie for control of the alpha and beta quadrants. Download Star Trek Fleet Command today. Join millions of players and forge alliances, defeat your enemies, and build an epic fleet to dominate the galaxy. Download Star Trek Fleet Command free on the App Store or Google Play. Star Trek Fleet Command. You have the con.
1: It is Fitzy and Webber with you on Nova for your Wednesday morning. Sorry, boys. Uh, I've raised my voice there and pepped these guys up. Well, they don't need any pepping up because I tell you what, they had to be on the edge of their seats. With the uh the Thai cave rescue with the twelve boys that happened over there, these two were in Perth and Adelaide, and we want to know how they got from there all the way over to Thailand mm-hmm. to help with this amazing um well this ama- this m- amazing rescue and escape. Their new book is called Against All Odds. Richard Harrison, Craig Challon, welcome to the show. Welcome, guys. Hey. Great point, though, Fitzy. Where did it start?
2: So, how did the phone call? Get to you guys. Well, that probably started with me. Um, So I was in Adelaide working in the operating theatres and I had a call from Rick Stanton, who was one of the British divers over there, and he had come up with this crazy idea of sedating these children to bring them out through the cave. And as an anaesthetist and a cave diver, and, and both Craig and I already... New Rick, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he, he rang through to me and said, "What do you think?" And I said, "That is um, completely ridiculous." Yeah, yep. serious. So, but um, we're happy to come over and give you a hand, regardless. Yeah. And that's where it started.
1: And so, okay, so Craig, you're a you're a vet. Yeah, close enough. Though. <laughs> yep. So,
3: I mean, how what was your role in all of this? Oh well, I was pretending to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> had the executive course, and it turned out all the other guys as well. Yeah. Uh, the, the other divers we had a, a fireman and a rope access worker and a couple of IT dudes, yeah. and they all had an expedited anaesthetic course as well yeah. and yeah. got yeah. signed off with their certificate in underwater anaesthesia. Yeah, And away we went. Underwater anaesthesia. <sighs> yeah. What can possibly go wrong? Oh I mean, but man.
1: how many people would be across that? Uh well uh, fourteen now yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, of course this was the first time this was the first time it was done
2: Ooh. yeah essentially yeah. so, so what, it was unprecedented
0: what was the distance again from opening to where the boys
2: were about two point six kilometers uh, about a three extraordinary. hour extraordinary so so what was the most difficult part of the route oh. Uh, well yeah there were there are all sorts um you know different spots you know the whole the whole way it was zero visibility the, yep. the water was pretty much like coffee you couldn't see anything uh, and there were several spots where there were quite tight restrictions to, to pass through So like, oh, oh,
1: for you guys, I mean for the, the, the kids are, are quite small to get through those gaps But were there any moments where you guys got stuck?
3: Oh no, we don't do it This is what we do all the time So yeah. it's no biggie for us yes. But it's a different thing when you've got these little humans that you're in charge of and that's You've got right. to try and get them out And that's what we're not used to And how were they attached to you? Uh, well, they weren't attached. We'd, uh, most of the divers would just hold on to them um, right. because there were tethers there that you could clip them off to yourself, but it's that's an entanglement hazard. It's a bit dangerous, so mm. better to just hold them.
2: And
0: they were drugged to keep them calm.
2: Yeah, it was impossible to expect that they could dive out for three hours in zero visibility and, and not panic at some point. Oh
1: yeah, oh, man! So, I, I'm just claustrophobic right I'm now. Thinking about it, I have just instantly my heart rate has gone up because
0: you you uh, you quoted as saying too when you first sort of assessed the situation, you thought chance of survival
2: zero. Uh, that was my view. I didn't think this could possibly work, so it was uh it was some trepidation that we we began the process. That's for sure.
3: Yeah, but they were going to if we left in the left them in there, they were going to die anyway. So exactly. we couldn't make
2: that situation any worse. Yes,
3: it was worth a go.
0: So there were conversations at one stage about drilling down or drilling into the side
2: to rescue the boys, weren't they? All sorts of other plans in place, uh, trying to find different entrances, draining the uh, the cave yeah. water to try and you know lower the level so we could just swim them out. Um, you know, even leaving them in there for the monsoon season and, and providing them with sufficient food and medical care, but all, one by one all those plans fell away. It just became it, it, we realized that all of those things were impossible and would lead to a, a fatal outcome. yeah, so it was left with this idea of try this desperate plan uh, which we didn't really believe would work or leave them to die a much more prolonged death, so yeah, it was tricky what, did you, what did
1: you administer them with?
2: Uh, ketamine? Wow, so is that is that a relaxant? It's a general anaesthetic drug in right. appropriate doses. Okay, and don't
1: they use it on horses? Yeah, so yeah. it's a veterinary yeah. anaesthetic
2: mm-hmm. as well as a human one, and it's used extensively in both those areas.
1: Does that bring the heart rate right down? So, what 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 are they feeling in that situation? Do they feel like they want to go to sleep, or oh, they-, they
2: are asleep? Oh, yeah. they're totally yeah. asleep.
3: Could, yeah, like you could do an operation on them. Yeah. Wow. So the boys did were they, asleep. Did they yep. wake yep. at any time in the three hours? Yeah, they start because the anesthetic would wear off about every 45 minutes or so. And so that's why everybody had to be ready to give them top ups. So all the divers had a little rescue pack with them with these syringes and they so, just give it straight into the leg, th- So the drip. So the, the drip's suit.
1: already in them,
0: Craig? No, no, no,
3: no drip. They just had a needle on the syringe and just. Straight through into the wetsuit. Into the leg through the wetsuit.
0: Jeez. Oh,
1: my God!
0: So you'd be halfway in the pitch black dark, water like coffee, and you'd just stab a needle through the wetsuit
2: in the leg. Well, we'd wait till they get up into a a, a chamber where there's air above the water, and so the the British divers who had to do this would be floating down the river and pull out their syringe and jab them in the leg. So the boys don't remember anything about the journey out from the time I anaesthetised them in the far end to when they got to the hospital pretty much. So the, yeah.
0: So you do the first boy, you rescue the first boy, three hours,
2: and then you go, right,
0: we got another, what, 11 in there. Well,
2: no, we had to be a bit more efficient than that because uh, I stayed at the far end and would send out send out one boy every hour or so, and then these British divers would take them all the way through the cave, and mm-hmm. Craig was just one step down the line to do the first assessment when they came out of the first dive. Yeah and help the Brits top them up and and make sure they were safe and send them on their way again.
3: Yeah, so they they're all going down the line and we didn't know until the end of the first day whether any of them had survived or not. They they could have all died. So in
1: you're there. in there Craig, you're at a certain stop on the journey. Yeah. Right, yep. and you're giving them another shot when you when, every time they get there. Yep. So you're counting, all right, now we we you know, we've done
3: 6, got another <laughs> 6 to go. You don't know if the others have made it out. No, no. so we did four on the first day yes. and we got out about seven or eight o'clock that night so mm-hmm. and, and then oh, we found out whether it had worked or not. There was
0: out. a diver that passed away before you guys
2: went in. Um,
0: I think he was he one of the first divers.
2: Uh, he was a, a Thai Navy diver or former Navy diver and he died on the morning that we arrived in Thailand. So
0: what happened to him?
2: Well, we don't exactly know how many drowned in the cave, and we don't know whether that's because he lost the line, uh, panicked in the zero visibility, ran out of air. We're not exactly sure, but, um, yeah, they attempted to resuscitate him and ended up just bringing his body out.
0: So what was your confidence hearing that story and you just landed on the ground? Well, I mean,
2: this guy was a Thai Navy SEAL formerly. I mean, you know, the most elite combat divers in the world. Um, But the thing is that these guys are not trained specifically for this environment, and um, unfortunately, uh, history is littered with, with... you know stories of very competent expert divers who are, um, you know, feel that they can dive in caves and and this sort of tragedy ensues.
1: How are you guys experienced in these situations?
3: Uh, not in rescues. You've done, done, just it, done a few body diving. recoveries oh, in cu- the past, have you? Have you? Uh, yeah. And a couple that's of dive trips or... <laughs> <laughs> no, we've, we've been around the the traps with cave right. diving for a while. So okay. I've been doing it for over 20 years. So Harry's probably closer to
2: 30 years. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, wow, boys. So what's, what's the deepest you've gone in a cave dive? Uh,
2: 230 metres. Oh, now, uh, when you come back up,
1: you you can't come back up for quite a while. You got to spend hours down but, there before you can it hit the takes surface. A long time. A long time, mm-hmm. because then you, you you could die from that, can't you? When you get to the surface.
2: Yeah, so you got to do what we call decompression yep. stops on the way up. So from these deep dives that uh, Craig and I do in the in a cave in New Zealand, it takes about thirteen hours to get back to the surface. Oh my gosh! So body retrieval. So they are people that have got caught,
3: and you know where they might be. Uh yeah well. You, Got to do a search for them. Yep. Usually, uh, generally, they'll be on their own. Um, I mean, they're not vastly experienced in this. No. but Just start at the beginning and work your way through yeah. it. The thing with the recovery is there's no urgency to it, so that you don't need to risk anybody else. Sure. And you just take it step by step. Whereas yeah. with a rescue, it is really urgent. Mm-hmm. And while we're in Thailand, you know, there's this constant pressure that these monsoon rains were coming, of the cave course. was going to flood properly, and when that happened. We just packed up the tools and went home. There was no nothing to do after that.
0: Tell us about what a, a moment um, outside of the cave. We had rescued one or a couple of the boys, and their families were there. Is there a clear memory in your mind of the? Well, it the might relief? seem
2: strange, but you know we never met the families of these boys while we were in Thailand. The British divers who were there before us had had some dealings with them, mm-hmm. and uh, for either intentionally or otherwise, we we never got to to meet. The, the, sure, the sure. Kid, uh, the parents of these kids, which I think actually was a good thing, because what on earth were we going to tell these parents? You know, we've got this plan, but we've got zero confidence that it will work. Yeah. Um. Do you want us to have a go, or you know, how could they possibly make <sighs> yeah, an informed it's an operation, decision? Isn't yeah.
1: It?
3: Um. But the, have you met the boys? Yeah, yeah. We the, the went back and saw them in April the this year. Beautiful personalities. Really cool. oh, yeah, I've seen them.
1: Yeah. And and they're they're on the circuit now as well. I mean, they're so famous
3: over there yeah, now, aren't they? They're little celebrities in Thailand yeah. for sure. They yeah. started lovely, a boy band. Lovely boy. <laughs> lovely <Yeah>. boys. <laughs> really respectful. We could start and a boy band. Good kids. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. Yeah. This is a fascinating story. Well, and well what done, about, So
3: did you boys know each other before this? Yeah, we've been diving okay. together for a long time, God, okay, uh, right. since about 2005. We've done a lot of expeditions. God,
0: I bet you never thought... I You'd did end up not here.
3: see this coming. No. Yep.
0: and lucky enough to meet Fitzy and Whipper and be in the studio this with is, I, I mean, this must is be what a is pinnacle. Ghost I can't
1: believe this has happened. I mean, the book's one thing, amazing. And thank you us. so much for Chapter Twelve, the Fitzy and Whipper interview in Against All well, Odds. It's one of my favourites. It's in the epilogue. <laughs> <you know.
0: laughs> I mean, what a rescue! You've rescued an entire radio station as well. We met <laughs> Harry and
1: Meghan. But, oh, did you? But this is. Oh, this, this is so much better. No, boys, this, it's a fascinating story. Uh, for Just more details amazing. and going through all of it, against all odds, the book is out now. Richard Harris, Craig Challenge, thank you very much for coming in, boys. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks, Tim.
0: This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favourite shows and this is one we think you're going to love.
3: God bless, everybody. I'm Corey Cambridge, host of OPP, which stands for Other People's Podcast. On OPP, I sit down and interview America's top podcasters to learn more about them, the dope shows they created, and every episode, they even share with me their top three favorite podcasts. Check out my latest episode with Aaron almond Updike and Aaron Welsh, host of the amazing podcast, by searching OPP with Corey Cambridge on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts.
0: ACast is home to the biggest podcasts from the US and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.